0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Our show is all about the exciting world of real estate and, in particular, how it relates to the lucrative New York market. But if you're not planning a real estate transaction in New York, we still have plenty of information that you can use no matter where you are. Now, here's your host, Vince Rocco. Good morning, everybody.
2: (laughs) Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Good Morning New York. It's my pleasure to be here once again, and I'm your host, Vince Rocco, and we are coming to you live from Blastoff Studios here in Times Square. A little kooky startup this morning, so don't mind me. I was sitting on a phone that was talking to me and I didn't know where the noise was coming from.
3: You're like,
0: Where's that voice coming from? <laughs> it was your butt. Underneath it was my- <laughs> literally.
2: Every inch of Vince is talkable. I was it, speaks,
3: it speaks, it speaks. <laughs> like, true
2: radio host. You got it. Okay, so we're here um, to chit-chat a little bit this morning before we get into some real estate stuff. We don't have any featured guests, so I'm talking to Harula Brombat, Niall Lundgren, Rachel Altshiller, Phil Horrigan, Ivy Ray, and Deborah Hoffman. Good morning to everybody Good
0: morning Vince.
2: Wow, my headset is too high this morning <laughs> so what 's going on what 's new? How is the weekend? I want to know how
0: you are. So for those of you that don 't know, Vince got knocked down by a bug. Yeah. so there, I know I know the hell of that, but were there any was there any light? Did you get to see a great film as you laid in bed? the lights he 's he's, he's holding up the halls. You know, that stuff that you use to open your throat. Sucking candy.
4: This is the highlight yeah. of his life right now. Well, I thought you meant a bug like literally knocked him over like a bug. <laughs> I <laughs> assume you mean he's
2: oh, sick. Totally you were totally sick. So I, had, I woke yes. up with a scratchy throat. One, Two of my partners had it last week when we were away in Colorado. And, um, of course, you fly on an airplane and you pick up everybody's yeah. germs. So. You know, Saturday and Sunday, but I had to get myself dusted up, dusted off and up on Sunday to go visit Mama. So it was Mother's Day. Right. Did anyone yes. do
3: open houses for Mother's Day? I did, actually. Uh, we yeah. did not
2: have any. Mm-hmm. How was it? Was it busy, though? Because it I heard it was a little busy, slow. It was
3: busy, but I got, ended up with an offer. Yeah. No. Okay. It, only okay.
2: it, only it only takes one buyer. It only takes one. one. Yeah. Yeah. It takes one person. Yeah. 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 Now, That's this all is the matter. first
5: year in about eight years I did not do an open house on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And if you do an open house on Mother's Day, you have to do it in the middle of the afternoon because every – Neighborhood, I think, has their own sociology. And most people take mom out to brunch. I like that. Yeah. So you start after one. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? You I, did opposite, yeah. I did the opposite, actually. I did the really? opposite. I that. did 1130
3: to one. Yeah. And you yes, got a right. Because I think if people go to brunch in the city at one one thirty two, so on gonna. their way to brunch is or when guys, you yeah. know. Know. Are, catch
4: people them. People also leave the city for Mother's Day right. sometimes. And you want to catch That's I in the middle. That's what I did. Hey, I want to do a
0: shout-out to all the mothers out there in Radioland. Land. And that, you know, isn't even gender specific anymore, if I may say. I know so many men that are mothers, Yeah. you know, couples, friends of mine forever that have adopted a child and they're both mom and they're Mm -hmm. both dad. So to (laughs) all of you who even aren't parents, because everyone mothers someone. And I thanked my dad for spot. being mom and dad <clears throat> since
3: mom yeah. passed away as well. So yeah. like for me, that was dad's become that role lately, you yeah. know, in the rec- in recent years. Absolutely. And thing. Phil, to
2: your point, you know, lots of people travel out of the city on Mother's mm-hmm. Day. This week, this particular Sunday was crazy. I was oh, ch- yeah. heading up to Westchester and the traffic was insane. Yeah, it was. More Big so league. than I ever remember just a normal holiday Going weekend. Going
5: out to Long Island, same thing.
2: A lot of traveling around. So, what about this weather? I mean, you know, it was 90 something. De- what did you say? 95 degrees. Three. 93 degrees yesterday here in New York uh, City. Wasn't well it really?
5: My it cab won. driver said so. <laughs> oh, it's got to be That's true. the gospel. True. Cab driver weatherman. Well, yeah, I, I no, felt it was on it. his dashboard. It said
3: 93. I was like, wow, he well, goes, actually, yeah, that's what it is outside.
5: I have to tell you, that's yeah. not – if you ever read your owner's manual of a car, uh-huh. which the nerd in me did, when you see the temperature on your dashboard, that's not the temperature outside. That's the road temperature that is usually 5 to 10 degrees higher from statisticians all hires. The of course so every time i see that now they're i say oh it's not April. as bad as that just well bad. all i'll tell you is <laughs> <laughs> it's the owner's manual really true, true
2: i was running around in chelsea yesterday and it was it felt every bit of 90 degrees with a suit yeah. on because i was with customers showing townhouses oh, and yeah and in and out of townhouses that are mm-hmm. not air conditioned cuz they're kind of you know in demo yep. in some mm-hmm. cases and hot and the sweat was just pouring and I thought so of course I'm I jump on Twitter and I'm raging about <laughs> it's only May. How could this be? I want spring we ninety spring. degrees. We d- we have two weeks. Oh, no, we had a beautiful spring. No, and the rest no. of the week is no. no. going no. to be spring. Extraordinary for Last weeks.
3: Two weeks. Yeah.
0: And the rest of the week. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah. I wore my little scooter skirt yesterday, so I was comfy. Well, you girls can do that. Yes, <laughs> well, we know, finally get them. to win yeah.
3: a little bit in the summertime. What can yeah. we say?
2: you do? But you know, <laughs> so I. I yeah, we, seriously. Do you all agree? We have now two seasons. We have winter and we I have summer. Know. Yeah. Yes, the, the last two couple seasons years, just yep. disappeared. Yeah. We have a couple of days per in the fall and a couple of days in the spring. I think, but yeah. the rest of it just goes. But why is that? So we should change
6: it to winter and summer markets instead of spring and fall.
2: Early summer, late summer. Summer season much longer so we can have more fun. I don't know why that is. Of course, everybody says global warming, so I'm going to stick to that. Maybe global warming. But of course, I I mentioned that to my mother and she's like, I don't understand what that means.
3: I think we Ah. just need to make sure San Diego real estate goes through the roof and we can all just move there. Uh.
2: Or Hawaii. San Diego has gone through
5: the roof, actually.
2: (laughs) 60-something degrees in San Diego yesterday. Really crazy. Really, really nice. Anyway, but Minneapolis, a friend of mine on Facebook this morning. Morning. Put, posted something about being because he was responding to my rant yesterday. Um, it was thirty-eight or thirty-nine degrees in Minneapolis this oh, morning. That's really? cold. For now, that that
5: cold. that's cold. That's
2: that, that would not make me happy. I wow.
0: think we're done with that. What do you guys say?
5: Yeah, and I think after this winter we had, I don't think any of us can really complain about the warmth. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I on think we still so. you will. Know, yeah. I know. We I know. Yeah. We're yeah. warmers. I'm a happy so we complain.
0: <laughs> I say we wear bikinis, girls. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sure our, our engineers will have no problem with that. Yeah. This studio <laughs> happens to be the hottest studio in the world and all summer long, there's no air conditioning in here. So can we, we do the show done.
6: from the boat basin on the water?
2: Wouldn't that be something? I like oh, that. Oh, we should the nice. boat we
5: yeah. With okay. the yeah. wind in the background? Tell everyone Let's what the location. boat basin is. Sure, Rachel, tell everyone what the boat well, basin I'd is like because like not everyone s- lives here. Yeah, um, I will, Deb.
6: Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Deb is so
3: cute. She's
0: so just, along the she's West so Side so, Highway you're on the an Island, educator, and I
3: love you for it. Um, <laughs> my I, mother. I like oh, to, the next time cute. I need somebody to read <laughs> yeah. an offering plan, like cover to cover, I'm going to Deb straight. Right. Yes, yeah. straight, yeah. straight you away. Think I read <laughs> that? I'm
5: sure you do. <laughs> <That's The amendments.
6: laughs> state, yeah. Well, I like to go by the water in the summertime because mm-hmm. I I'm just so you can imagine how i feel in the summer so mm-hmm. i'm always at the frying pan the boat basin somewhere along the west side on frying the frying pan is
0: a little restaurant with an outdoor cafe that's along it's a Near it's Chelsea.
6: a pier basically a and pier. you're yeah. On yeah. The water, yep. right? and they yeah. have food and dancing not, and oh the frying pan is yeah. Okay. So the wait a boat minute. Basin the the, a the, the, more the
2: native friendly. New Yorker here who yep. thinks he knows everything. I've never heard of the frying pan.
6: Are you serious? Oh. I
2: don't even know where it is. Oh, are you NG? kidding? Me? Okay. It's a hoot. Okay, so we're yes. going to take,
6: take you there. We're going to yes. take yes. you there.
3: Let's okay. broadcast and there's from there. Dancing at night, I think that's a
6: great
2: idea.
5: And there's idea. food. Sunset's um, like glorious. Yes, twenty six in the water.
3: It's basically a boat bar. It's it's an actual old boat that's that's off of Chelsea Pier. That is a bar and a restaurant and has. Bands. And I missed a hot it's spot. Totally, a it's totally. It's tacky.
7: yeah. Sometimes but it's everything. Fun. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they have lines that are
2: literally wrap around the block. Yeah, outside, yeah. I don't go there anymore. Which but is years crazy. ago. It was the spot for yeah. me. The frying pan. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. it was for me. Yeah. Okay. And, and the boat basin mean. is a little bit more family friendly. Uh-huh. Dogs are allowed. It's sort of a cut through for a lot of people um, there too. So it's a lot of like in the 70s, right? Yeah, it's not a destination. It's also like a 79th Street on the it's
2: neighborhood. Yeah.
4: Do you know what that used to be? Actually, I should turn to our historian. The I don't. Because whenever I go through there, no, I don't know the answer. What what it used to be, you know, there, it, it clearly used to be something. It was something,
2: important. yeah. I don't know right? what it is either. But now, of course, it's the restaurant. Um, Michael, what's his name, owns it. Um, yeah, uh, I dig that restaurant. Yeah, it's a great restaurant. Yeah. But you're right. It, it seems to be something because it's all round Let's and do it stone for the next and open. Show. I used to know bathrooms. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. not quite well, maybe sure. Maybe someone what
4: it is. will call in and let us know. Uh,
2: call yes, us. please do. <laughs> but Jet goes there with me all the time because she can, and mm-hmm. she sits outside, and they give her water, they bring her anything she wants, and she. She just loves looking at you – know, smelling the, the, the river and looking at the water. She just really likes mm-hmm. it there, and it's so calm and peaceful.
0: Yeah. It is. By the way, smelling the river when it is 97 degrees outside is a funny thing. Yeah. Well – Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It's fruity over there when it gets really <laughs> high. <Yeah>. It does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even want to det- – You don't even want to means. know
0: what the combination no. of that yeah. scent Mm-mm. might
2: be. Well, listen – Um, This is the time of the year for all of us to be outside and so we take advantage of it. Again, to the listening audience out there who's not really all that familiar with New York City or Manhattan living, you know, we live in a concrete jungle. We live in high-rise apartment houses and buildings. And so anytime the weather is accommodating or pleasing, we like to be outside whether it's – listen, I just sometimes like to walk on the street just to be outside and get some – Feeling I'm of fresh air. The air. Mm-hmm. Then the parks, of course, and then there's there's the two rivers. So we, we like to be out there as often as possible. I it's heard, interesting
3: yeah. that we're such water people because the boathouse in Central Park is one of my love favorites. The I love it there. One of my favorites. I mean, I can sit there, or like the little hill, like there's like a knoll on the other side of the boat I love basin. That. Which most people don't really know about, like just to go and sit there and like just watch the boats go by. It's just mm-hmm. so. Nice. I get excited mm-hmm. when I see a water fountain in Grand yeah. Central. Me like, yes, too. I'm the same. Water, way. anything
6: water, I yep. it me just too. raises my spirits. I know. A
3: There's fountain, an right? energy to <laughs> water <laughs> that I love myself. Yeah, I'm in a drinking I
5: meant the drinking fountain. The, yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. drinking yeah. fountain. I imagine. heard a funny conversation yesterday. Turning it a little bit back to real estate in my office. What was everyone complaining about? That oh, stop it, Nile. <laughs>
2: the air conditioning being too cold.
5: Yeah. No. That the air conditioning, if you're in a building that controls the central air, it doesn't come on till May 15th. Oh. And everyone was talking about if you don't have a window unit, if you can't control it yourself, how upset they were Mm -hmm. that they couldn't – Turn on their air conditioning. So everyone was, as we were talking about, going outside and looking for water places to be, which I just thought was so
6: interesting. Very interesting. Well, what's going on in California makes me really, really grateful for the water that we have. You know, I grew grew
5: up with that. I was born and raised in Los Angeles Mm. and we did have a, a drought when I was a child, a really bad one. And talking to friends and relatives now, we complain here about our electric bills being very high without a drought on a regular day. If you don't have a pool, it's average to have a $400 water bill in Los Angeles because their water is all from Colorado. It's from the Colorado River. Wow. And they're now talking about desalinating the Pacific. Very and things for water, that's how desperate they are. So well, you're, right, you're right, Rachel. You're right, It's certainly really that, see just, what just being there.
3: Americans, I and think I, we're so spoiled, right? Because yes. in India, there most parts of India, the water is on for two hours in the morning and two mm-hmm. hours at night, mm-hmm. two, three hours, mm-hmm. you know? And it's ample because you fill it up. You, like, you store as much as you need. Yeah. You don't store too much because you don't want stagnant water in the house. Yep. And then you use that so you almost have your own sort of water tanks that you just fill up. And then you use that, but you fill it up minimally, just as much water as you need. And you don't use water the way yeah. we use water here. So
0: Americans are spoiled. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, the lid is getting blown off the box of nearly everything. I'm sure they all agree. <laughs> so there's no secrets anymore. And I think the California thing is going to roll out. I'm, I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. I wish that they had dealt with the problem because I also, too, have been in mm-hmm. and out of L.A. my entire life, mm-hmm. though I am a New Yorker. This is no secret. It's been an issue for a really long time, mm-hmm. and we all and need they're to. They're screwed.
6: We all need so, to do just a little bit, which means don't run the water while you're brushing your teeth. Don't, don't run the water time.
0: while no. you yes. wash your dishes. And right. yeah. my right. family, I was no. raised
2: like that. Mm-hmm. We've been aware of the resources being, yeah. you know, that you needed to use. Twenty-five a minute showers. I don't understand how anybody spends right. more than four minutes in a shower. Well, yeah. now, in, especially and and the, and the shower runs and it runs and it runs, yeah. and I'm thinking. When, What are you doing? How dirty can you be? When you grow
5: up with this conservation, it's very funny how something shock you. I was at a girlfriend's apartment and she blew her nose in a tissue and threw the tissue in the toilet and flushed. And I said, don't you own a garbage can? Why would you do that? She said, I've always done that. And she grew up in Long Island. People don't know. And I they was thinking know. to myself, it's hmm. it's an awareness we all have to have. Yeah. And the way Ivy was talking last week about our environment and everything, we really have to just have an awareness. Think before Education. we do things. Start yes. early in the schools. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's I, hold it the
2: right there. Let's hold it right there. We have to take a break. We are listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. Don't go away.
1: Visit Blue Realty Group.com. That's BLU Realty Group.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Back to the show. All right,
2: everybody. We're back. So a couple of fun uh, newsworthy items. Wealthy Manhattanites, accustomed to making their commute to the Hamptons via helicopter, are making a desperate plea this week to stop changes at the East Hampton Airport. The group uh, asked for a temporary restraining order to prevent restrictions that would limit helicopters to one flight a week to or from the East Hampton Airport. This according to the New York Times. Isn't that something? Why? Why?
5: Oh, noise. Noise pollution. Oh, because because noise. East because the helicopters, is dying over the no noise. It's true because what the helicopters are doing is they're flying over people's homes yeah. and sure. they're flying in at 11 p.m., at 12 yeah. a.m., at 1. And everyone goes out there to relax and nobody wants – and yeah. and, 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 pri- and private
2: jets, and Deborah's correct. They come in, you know, late at night, early in the morning, take off. So, you know, when you're home resting, you're getting bar- bombarded with well, noise. Well that's fair, but they should give them a schedule versus once a week. Then. Well, they're working it out. Don't let the new construction craze fool you. Buying an apartment in Manhattan is much harder than it looks. While there are 850,000 condos and co-ops on the island, cranes reported less than 1% of them were for sale during the first quarter of the year. The available inventory, 5,200 units or – Point six percent is 26% lower than the historical average. It's only 25% above the low of 4,164 units in 2013, that according to Cranes. Due to the low inventory, owners of Manhattan apartments are also reluctant to put their units on the market out of fear of not finding a new pad, even though the borough's median sale price is catching up to 20 20- Oh, eights high of one million dollars. Now we talked mm-hmm. about that before. We all have sellers out there who want to sell, need to sell, have to sell, but are afraid to do so because where where are they going to go? They may sell their place quickly because of low inventory, but now where do they go, especially if it's a step up? Uh, to a larger place. It's not e- not easy to do. Enthusiastic buyers have snapped up more than a third of the condos at 220 Central Park South, a new development by Vernado Realty Trust. Uh, in just six weeks and without a full marketing center, so the sales office is hardly even open, the developer has commitments for over $1.1 billion from buyers, representing over one-third of the building already sold. The Robert A.M. Stern Design building will have 118 units, Split between a 69 story limestone tower and an adjacent 14 story villa. I mean, that's just incredible to me. Half the building sold already $1.1 $1. Mm-hmm. 1. 1 And people say,
3: Six weeks.
2: Where is yeah. the money coming from? Six weeks. A family, here's a great one. A family of a private uh, Tribeca based investor group is hoping to get $88 million for a five story parking garage. That's right, listening audience, mm-hmm. a five story parking garage in Manhattan on the market for $88 million. Mm-hmm. Why? They hope that it can become a luxury rental conver- uh, residential condo conversion. This, according to the Real Deal, the 41,000-square-foot garage at 56 North Moore Street between Greenwich and Hutchins Streets in a Tribeca will be delivered vacant. Yes. Perfect location. The property offers 44,000 square feet of existing development rights. The price would equate to roughly $2,000 per square foot.
1: Out in the Hamptons,
2: we just talked about the helicopter scenario. The market for summer rentals in the Hamptons has rebounded this year. With properties asking just shy of $2 million, only two years after many properties struggled to break the $1 million uh-huh. barrier. Keep in mind, I'm talking about summer rentals from Memorial Day through Labor Day. This is not buying. This is not renting for the year. This wow. is $2 million for a three-month rental season. The Jersey Coast is looking good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
5: that or, pretty high also. I was looking at that. That, that or New England.
2: Wow. The Lower East Side of Manhattan, one of the city's most storied neighborhoods, has long been an overlooked corner of Manhattan residential sales market, but... It finally seems to be coming into its own as the new development pipeline pushes prices in that neighborhood past $2,000 a square foot, lower east side. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. And condominium prices in Long Island City and Queens crossed the $1,000 per square foot mark in the first quarter of 2015. The average price per foot in that neighborhood was $1,039 in the first quarter. So, you know, we're moving and shaking, moving on up. Prices are becoming. Uh, a lot higher in neighborhoods that you know were still transitioning, but um, that where people would say, like the Lower East Side. How on earth do you get two thousand dollars a square foot on the Lower East Side? Well, look at something on the uh, the Midtown area or the <laughs> Upper West area, asking three, four, and five thousand a square foot. So everything is is relative. Right, we didn't talk about this one last week, and I wanted to because it's a very important part of our geography here in Manhattan as as things change, as we just talked about. The High Line is lined with glassy, expensive condo buildings and now the most expensive condo in all of those buildings is up for grabs and compared to a lot of listings, it's a bargain at just $22 million. Located in the 27-unit East Building at 505 West 19th Street, Penthouse 1 measures only 5723 square feet and it's the largest and priciest apartment available uh, along the elevated park. The condo also has a 900-square-foot terrace And a private elevator entrance sales in the buildings launched a year ago and construction is on schedule to wrap up by the end of the summer. So we use the term Highline for our listening audience around the world. What is the Highline and why are properties on this Highline so expensive? Because the Highline is a very big buzz.
3: The Highline used to be a a railroad, um, like an actual transportation system uh, that was above ground on the west side of Manhattan, pretty much across West Chelsea remember how far up it went Past Albany. initially. It went all the way, way to Albany. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but, so it runs from about the meatpacking district the whole way up. And, um, and at some point, I guess it just was abandoned. Um, does it, well, you know well there it were a lot, lot of
0: problems or? here. Well, yeah. Go ahead. So I did just want to say Whoa. that it went all the way up to Albany, as Deb has just said. First, it went to uh, Peekskill and then to Poughkeepsie within a year, and then it went all the way up to mm-hmm. Albany. So, the Highland itself is a 1.45-mile stretch of that, all of which is elevated, and Mm -hmm. it has been mimicked after a park that's in Paris, Mm -hmm. and, you know...
3: And I was and just gonna so, bring that up. And that Talk a little bit in, about that because the yep. park,
2: but people mm-hmm. don't understand there's a park absolutely
0: right. on top elevated, of this elevated train It's rail. elevated, yeah. it's grass, and it's train track. Mm-hmm. But it just
3: about impacts. seven years ago, this was just like destitute, just something that was, was just hanging eyesore. out. Yeah, it was just an eyesore that was just hanging out um right by like right by the Hudson River well, water views, um, this elevated area that had nothing going on and the city proposed to sort of mimic this park in mm, Paris. Yeah. And, and turn it into a place that would be a place for New Yorkers to hang out and walk and enjoy the water view, so to speak. You
0: know, might I say something in, in terms of my own opinion about this part of town, and I'm curious about you guys. I, as you guys well know, am distraught would be a good term and, uh, you know, just amazed at what it is that's happening to Manhattan and our development. I am all for progress, but I think a lot of what has gone on in this city has been done without um, an allegiance to the history that surrounds it. Uh, The potential of keeping some parts of structures and building around, which they've done a lot in the meatpacking district. They kind of use the facade of those warehouse-style buildings and sometimes got the inside. Well, they were slaughterhouses. Yeah, but they're paying homage to the neighborhood. So it's a part of Manhattan that's always going to have allegiance paid to its history. So all I want to say about the High Line is that I find it to be one of the most interesting ongoing developments in New York City – And I have tremendous respect for what happened, but why it happened that way is that there's been a group of individuals that started the think tank of this a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Characters really, like a friend of mine, Paul Pariser, who is take on investment, responsible for a good portion of the commercial real estate in Manhattan. And he is also a partner in Related. Related does wonderful projects, as you know. But this team of people that began like in a living room, Talking about like, all oh, right, something's gonna happen here. Let's get involved so what happens is extraordinary. Dion von Furstenberg, McCartney, all of these people investment in that area because they have all their retail fashion spaces, etc., began a long, <clears throat> painstaking, conscious, intelligent process of really planning. And they built an extraordinary team. And I find that them with the explanation point being the Whitney. Which is substantiated. Well, that's amazing. And yeah. Yes, yeah. that is the
4: epitome of yeah. form
0: and function for mm. me. I, IV,
4: it's, it's done so well, isn't it? Yeah. It and is yes, I'm like, extraordinary. I was, when I first saw it, I was—I honestly was blown away. It's breathtaking. Yeah. It really yeah. is breathtaking. Because no, I haven't even oh, been wait in you yet. Flow
0: but, through.
7: Mm. The way oh, you mean the headline absolutely. No,
0: no, no, no the, the way, way, way in. No, I No. It is no. one of the best structures I've ever been in in my life. It's wow. extraordinary. Wow. But the Whitney is a, a modern art museum that just yeah. moved yeah. downtown, and which is fantastic. haphazardly. Ha- no. This no. was planned. This was purely. I haven't been inside it, but the outside is just is
2: unbelievable. It's amazing. And not even to, to mention the Hudson Yards, you know, the, 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 the residential development that's going to be taking so place over really it. there. It's talking about really planned out amazingly. Again,
3: they're talking about a low line. A low line, exactly. Absolutely. I
2: don't have much detail on that, but that's happening, too.
4: so well done
7: Well, I think, too, like the idea of having the High Line. In in changing and making creating this urban park has really spurred all the development in the area. Mm-hmm. And when absolutely. when when you look at a yep. stat, and I just have Wikipedia up right now, September 2014. It said that five million people walk the High right. Line annually, wow. which is absolutely wow. incredible in terms of like development and the the specific microeconomy in that area, wow. which is incredible. Yeah. And then not to mention, I don't know if you guys have ever been in any of the developments or have literally been in an apartment that overlooks the High Line. Mm-hmm. It's, absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Not only do you get water views, yeah. but you look directly at people from all over the world, right. yeah. just walking up and down, taking pictures, what selfies. Thought, it's it's it incredible. Is so yeah. And it's what's so awesome.
3: brilliant about the High Line is that the vegetation that's yeah. used to 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 of serve- it all beautiful is local vegetation that correct. is indigenous yep. to this area. Yes, so it's almost the same sort of thought process that was used by Olmsted when he created Central Park, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just love that can be I mean it's a, it just in terms of even the amount of money the city spends to up for upkeep Changes tremendously. It's it's so again, so it's, so very intelligently. Exactly. Yes, it's very Exactly, it's conscientious.
5: That's important, and it
0: will yeah. continue to be so because yes. of this. They're called families of the high, or friends of the High Line. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. cast of characters in that group is unlike anything I've mm-hmm. ever witnessed, mm-hmm. and they are involved in every second, and they give their money and they give their time. It's extraordinary. Mm-hmm.
2: No, it, as you just said, it's an intelligent um, development and very well planned, and and you know all these upcoming phases of. Um, uh, residential development, it's going to be quite amazing to see, as you say, looking out some of the windows onto this this park-like structure um, and some water views. It's going to be amazing. Right, we have a couple of minutes before we go to break, but there has been an enormous increase in apartments throughout New York City asking upwards of the mid-eight digits. According to the Wall Street Journal, $40 is the new gold standard for luxury dwellings in New York City and elsewhere following 2008's meltdown. Um and a quick street easy search reinforces this. There are seventy-six listings in the city priced at over $35 million and 10 in contract listings at the same point. Let's take a moment to reflect on this and can can we can really continue to hold on to these numbers and hold on to this kind of pricing structure. Is this really a, a, a reality that's gonna last? I mean, you know, these numbers are great to real estate agents who make a living doing this, but my God, how do we do it? Yeah, I think the question is: It sustainable?
0: Yeah, right, is the key. I am blooming. I'll let you guys talk because I just yak a lot. It's not good. Hit it. I can certainly say
2: all
0: kinds of stuff. You know me,
5: who hasn't talked. You hit it. Please do, Nile. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, I think I think yeah. I mean, there, there's there's headline grabbing towers that are that are going up left and right, and then that that's certainly skewing the resale market, right? When you have a an influx of new development mm-hmm. um, and Besides, I think that the average asking price because of these skewed numbers in a condo is $5.9 million, which is incredible. I mean, yeah. just, just to even think about $5.9 million for the average asking price, and then we're talking about $40 million across the board as the, as the, the gold standard. Yeah. You know, what I, I just, for me, it's, it's, it's I, I just wonder how sustainable that is. Yeah. On, cool. a, on a consistent basis. Let's, inter- let, two, let, let's hold out. the thought
2: for a minute. We have to go to break. We will be right back. On the other side, we'll continue this conversation, so don't go away.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com visit bluerealtygroup.com that's b l u streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. you are listening to good morning new york real estate with vince rocco if you want to call into the program we're toll free in north america at 1-866-472-5788. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. Or send an email to VRocco at Blue dot com. That's V Rocco at BLU dot com. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, we're back and we're gonna continue our hot
2: topics here. So any more thoughts on the, the the setting of the standard of the forty million, the twenty million, the Uber you know price departments is this sustainable i mean across the board we I all play on the lo- you know the lower end but is are these numbers sustainable
3: i think that there's i mean i think we need to break this down differently so first of all if you <laughs> com- compare new york prices to hong kong london other major international markets we're still still that are not on the lower end mm-hmm. so we're catching up rapidly We've been on the lower end, I mean, so much more so over the last 5, 7, 10 years and, and before. However, um, so from that point of view, it seems that there is somehow enough money in the world to sustain this market. Now, I think the question goes deeper, though, because it's not, you know, savvy. I mean, there, there's, there, there are buyers of all kinds, right? So there are the savvy buyers who know what to spend that sort of money on and what not to, and then there's a smaller percentage of people who will just throw money at anything. So I think the tr- the the key to the question is what product is getting priced at what price? Because if it's priced in accordance to something that is truly spectacular, there's sustainability there. There is enough mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. enough buyers internationally who want to put money in New York City at those price points but i think the key is is that there's all of this new development that's going to be coming up this fall onwards and how much of it is actually priced accurately yep. and how much of it is sort of throwing numbers against the wall to see what sticks so i think that we are going to see a little bit of both we're going to see great product move at great great prices and then we're going to see in inventory that just sits around that wasn't priced correctly as far as the average price point 5.9 million is concerned I think again we have to take that with a grain of salt because it is when you look at average numbers in Manhattan, they really mean absolutely nothing. Because we're, the numbers, as Niall said, get skewed because, you know, once something that closes at forty million dollars for three thousand square feet with a little outdoor space that does not get counted in you know, or whatever, whatever the square footage might be. When something gets sold at Ridiculous price, then it all of a sudden makes the whole Excuse market everything. Yeah. look and you know so if people are looking at numbers, they really need to understand them and parse them by neighborhood by classification of what kind of building, what price points et etc otherwise it doesn 't even make sense
2: rule that 's very well said because we as as brokers sometimes agents you know try and pull comps for our our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and for our, our listings and for our customers and stuff. And when you see this stu- these these you know big priced items get lumped in there, it skews everything. So you have mm-hmm. to know the numbers. You have to know exactly what you're looking at.
1: And Pull some more, of those
2: out. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, I, and I'll plug in and say you know, and here lies a great broker, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is where brokers are so handy and helpful because two buildings next door to each other can have very different comps, and really, it's a broker who can explain and help you understand. Why is it – or a, an edu- a well-educated broker can help you understand what the differentiation is between those buildings and why one is worth more than the other. Right, well, because, because talking, there's
2: always going to be an iconic sorry. neighborhood, but that doesn't mean that every other building surrounding that iconic building is worthy of those prices. Yeah. So you exactly. You know, Comps, I believe be we'd all agree are
0: trickier than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Very. But all I want to add is that you know you can count on me usually for a, an alternative perspective, and I just – it's another show – but I want to say, regardless of whether pricing is reasonable, I couldn't agree with you more, and it was very well said. New York City's greatness has been its diversity and its, its functional levels of um, financial ratio regarding occupants. And my concern, of course, is that the people that I know and even the artists and the paint and the photographers and the musicians that I know, people that were born here and people that – they're leaving.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and a lot of people – are getting squeezed out. So, as rocking as this may be, and I agree with you again, it doesn't mean, from a perspective, that it's the best thing for the city and for a lot of New Yorkers. It's a very unfortunate occurrence. And right, let, I let, hope it levels. So, somehow. moving
2: moving on, let's let's get to because Thanks, you just Harvey. you just prime the next question. Wealthy New Yorkers are no longer fleeing mm-hmm. Manhattan. Okay. For the Sperling uh, mm-hmm. estates of Westchester or Connecticut. In fact, the bucolic suburbs have become a tough sell, with yeah. buyers instead plunking down their millions on mansions in the sky. Only 11 $10 million plus estates in Westchester have sold in the last seven years. Wow, wow that's amazing. Meanwhile, the number of New York City homes that sold for more than $10 million was 1355 for the same period. So, mm-hmm. what happened to the dream of starting your life here in New York City as a young adult, finding that mate? Getting married, getting you know hitched, whatever, wanting to then move to the suburbs, move to the suburbs and have a family. What is what what does this say? Because I'm I'm getting a little confused myself with the trend back. I think people are going to the Hudson River Valley in a
0: big way, and I think that people are staying in the city. So you're getting, saying they're by- downsizing and also buying homes in that area. Westchester's kind of you know it's just um. not as popular as it was. So.
5: Well, yes and no because ever since – and I think the financial downturn kind of spurned this where a lot of people could not afford to send their children to the private schools anymore but they were committed to Manhattan. Mm -hmm. They were going to stay in Manhattan. They started looking around and seeing that a very high number of the public schools were excellent and they were staying in the city and there were waiting lists at the public schools. Siblings were not even getting in. The siblings were put on the waiting list at many of the public so schools. So it was not automatic. People, yeah, people are really dedicated to the city. A number of people I know from Westchester, mm-hmm. from Nassau, from Bergen are buying pied a Terre now and not little tiny ones, ones that are a couple million dollars, two, three bedrooms. As a pied-a-terre with the thought of retiring in the city, and these are people in their fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. because what we have here—that yes, we have great medical care every place around, but we—you don't have to drive here.
6: Easy. You living. have
5: it's very easy living. You have the culture. You have a doorman, and if not a building next door Lots to of exact, it, exactly exactly. And you have the best (laughs) medical care in the country. And it's healthier. You You walk everywhere. It's true. Everything. So a lot of these people, and I'm working with a lot of them, and honestly, my mindset is there as well, are thinking, we're not going to Florida. We're not going up to Westchester. We are going to retire to the city. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, you know, and and I think from the other point of view, I think I call it the MTV generation, you know, which is, you know, if you think about the world from like the 80s, 90s onwards, like I just feel like there's just been such a higher – desire for instant gratification, right? Like we don't want a 45-minute commute. We don't want a long three-hour movie. Like we want things to get to the point. Now with like Instagram and Facebook, I mean like just the way our information comes instant at us, everything. it's instant, yeah. right? It's instant. And so I think that the general cultural shift, I mean in Manhattan happened in the mid-1990s. I think that the it was a mindset shift of the younger people who just said, why would I want to live the whole way out there? I just want to live... You know, twenty. You know, a twenty-minute subway ride at most from my office, or a five-minute walk from my office, in order to be able to just not have to spend so much time commuting. Also, I think that um, these large palatial, like mansions, like people wanted ten thousand square foot homes. Who wants that anymore? I mean, those are even in Westchester. Those are the places that are not selling.
7: Yeah, and I think if you look at like a a, a more of a macro trend, just you know, in, in the United States, if you look at San Francisco or even Austin, Texas, you know, where all of these these places where suburbs were kind of you know coveted, and now everyone's moving back to the city um, to engage and participate in uh, in events or um, on the Highline or parks or. Whatever it is that the city's doing to to make it more of a a community versus a transient place where people you know go in for work and then and then go back out uh, to the suburbs. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think in general across the board, there the cities are making a comeback you know, in a very big way, and I think the comeback is here. I mean, I don't see it going back to the suburbs for any time because I think a, a lot of the factors that everyone said, but Perul said, is like the instant gratification. Why would you go to you know Why would you live in or excuse me Why would you work in Manhattan? and then travel back to Connecticut to stay there when you have you know Uber and Taskrabbit and all these seamless and all these cool conveniences that you have in the city where well, it's just so it's yeah, just so simple. Task Rabbit.
5: I, I love, love Taskrabbit. Oh. Task it's so I'm
2: simple. Just like
7: it. <laughs> and, and I'm just saying living is simple that way.
2: Yeah. You
5: know, yes. you know it's not complicated. I am seeing
0: a trend though especially about mm-hmm. it at the MTV generation as you're calling it. I'm <laughs> yeah. really close to a big portion of those people yeah. and also close to 20 year olds, 22, 3 year olds, I don't know what we'll call them, but mm-hmm. there I also know of a huge movement. Of these people who, yeah, they dig it because urban life, especially in New York City, is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. But all of them are wanting to climb mountains. Mm. And all of them are wanting to take their kids out to fly mm. fish and to see this on the weekends. So, you know, ditto to all of it. They but actually people call are going.
6: Generation, generation connected. So, generation yes, So, they're yeah. going
2: wow.
0: upstate. Yeah. They're yeah. getting little places upstate. They're, mm-hmm. So, people want both.
2: But I've said for thing, years think- that if you can pull it off living here in this town, you can really live anywhere. And this is the most extraordinary. Mm-hmm to live anywhere in the world so mm-hmm. uh you know, for the all the things is, you said the it's trick so is true. human
3: psychology which is think about it we always want what like the grass is always greener mm-hmm. is human psychology yeah. so if we grew up in the suburbs we want to live in the city the kids who are now going to get brought up in the cities want to go hiking outside so i think it's always going to be a cyclical Absolutely. A, a cyclical story um but i just think what's changed is the city itself and and sort of you know how safe it 's become, and all these other things as well that have really been the drivers to people living here actually
2: well. that 's true, but uh, Deb and I Deborah, and I were just talking just before the show started how we were kind of feeling this morning and yesterday how maybe the city is kind of going back in time a little bit and Maybe a throwback to the 80s and 90s. I don't know what the decades are, but Just feeling a little bit of a change it's out 70s there. Early 80s, and not quite <laughs> okay. 70s and early 80s, but <laughs> I don't really know accuracy. what's happening out. <laughs> but something's going on out there. So with this ever-changing yeah. city, we'll move on to the next. In a city where we live in Manhattan, where mm. landing the right rental apartment is really highly celebrated because it is such a tough market and a very tight market. But brokers and tenants are aware that landlords hold all the cards and have become. Used to paying a multitude of fees, so if you 're here renting you know in an apartment you 've got to pay a lot of fees. But as the market continues to heat up and an increase in units with absentee owners drives up the percentage of rentals in condominium buildings, for example, some property managers have responded by hiking the application fees mm-hmm. leading to the application packages that are frustrating both agents and their clients. Agents and clients are calling this ridiculous. I, I just was in the middle of a condo rental this, last last week into this $1,000
3: week $1000. It, it's insane. Agents it, and clients are, are are
2: annoyed. Why why is the owner
3: that fees are escalating.
2: Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Now, it just yeah. brings up a good point. So, you know, my question to you all was, what what can we do about this? And he just said, "Well, why aren't the owners up in arms?" That's where yes. it begins. That's I know. what I said.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're saying, why, why is it bad for the agents or for the clients? Yeah, it's bad for us because we have to be in the middle of this and everyone then puts it on us. And, like, why do I have to pay this? And they feel like it's your fault and you have to you know, manage everyone's expectations and explain it. But, you know, if I'm an owner and I'm trying to get my one bedroom rented out uh, and they, they hiked everything up to $2,000 and then that's hindering the ability to rent it immediately. I'd be, I'd be a little pissed. Please
3: explain what the management is doing that after they're getting paid by the owners, um, what the, why it costs so much to process, quote unquote, a rental application. Fee. It makes no sense. I have, I just I have to tell you down. what just happened yeah.
5: though. A, on a, a condo building on the Upper West Side and not a glitzy one, I got to tell you. Their fees <laughs> got – it's true. Their fees got very high and what the – owners did was they wanted to start a coup mm-hmm. and they really? went door knocking. They went nice. through it and they said, we are, we're not going to tolerate this. M- majority cool. of us own and we're not renting out, but it's not right. And affects our resale. And the management company said no. And they fired the management company. Yeah. There you and go. I, I was yeah. so proud of that. Yes. So take heed.
4: The, uh, when, yeah. it, when I'm, when I'm working it's with a landlord yeah. and they asked me to price out a unit, whether it's a condo unit or a coop, one of the first questions we ask is, "Let me see the application package because yeah. we need to see what the costs mm-hmm. and the fees are, so we mm-hmm. can take that into account to the absolutely, pricing. absolutely. Yeah. And if you see an equi- equi- two equivalent buildings, if one has a much higher fee, mm-hmm. it, the the eventual rent will go it'll go for less rent. I mean, it really makes a difference in pricing. So to, yep. I, I agree with everyone here. It's uh, it's it's really not doing anyone.
2: You know, no, it's not. But it's yeah, becoming increasingly more difficult to explain to our customers why these fees are well, going I mean, up. And then on top of it is the, comi- the commission, right the broker commission.
5: Because, because they can. Yeah, yeah, Because they that's can. All it Yeah, well, is, right? what the hell is that
0: about? And, and what portion of it goes well, to? So in a building. Let, let's,
2: let's, we have to take a break, so we'll come right back after that. You are listening to Good Morning New York on the Voice America Variety Channel. We will, we will be right back. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.
1: We're ready. Now visit blue-realtygroup.com. That's b l u Group.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Good Morning New York, Real Estate with Vince Rocco. If you want to call into the program, we're toll-free in North America at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to vrocco at bluerealtygroup.com. That's vrocco at Group.com.
2: Now, back to the show. All right, everybody. We- Back, and we're going to continue our conversation about um, the high cost of rental applications in this town because the market is so hot, the purchase market is so tight. So, um, managing agents just think that they can raise, and boards think that they could raise uh, these fees because all of this money, most of this money, goes into the building's uh, coffers anyway. Did you want to That's, say something, Rachel? No, not
6: true. That's what I wanted to talk about. Let's <laughs> have Rachel talk. She
0: <laughs> knows and has
2: No,
6: no, I'm enjoying the conversation. She was getting caught before the the commercial break. No, I want to talk about so many things. I think two important points. One is not only the money it costs, but the time. When you, like you said, Phil, with the, it drives the price down, not only due to the fees, but also in co-ops, when you rent a co-op, you have to wait 30 days, sometimes 45 days, which also affects the price. So you have multiple variables that are affecting the owner's. And these tenants who have to upfront not only the move-in, processing, messenger fee, document fee, and the broker fee. Which and the move-out. And the move-out, which can range from <clears throat> the broker fee is 1-15%, month, as we, we know here. Um, and I also want to talk about a story. Recently, I had a $500 move-out fee, and the tenant and owner loved each other. Great relationship for two years. They moved out. And the tenants didn't want to pay a five hundred dollars move-in fee, and the owner's uh, move-out fee. Yeah, and the owner said it's your it's your responsibility because you're moving out, and the tenant sued the owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, what happened? God. Went to court, and they lost. Who lost? The, the tenant.
0: Well, I know because you knew. I've got. I just got slapped with almost a thousand dollar. I just recently got slapped with almost thousand dollar move-out fee. And I was just telling my little buddy. Refundable parole, or not? Oh, no. Out. I mean, I'm moving. I'm No, leaving. she moved out. And, moved, and It's on me. I, there was so much going yeah. on. I looked at everything. I wrote all the checks. I was going nuts <gasps> and didn't even pay attention. Or I would have negotiated a portion of that with the owner, right? I'm moving out. A $1,000. I live in a dump condo if you guys are listening. <laughs> and yesterday, and I have been professional. I heard that. I have been, and I picked up the phone yesterday and I just went, can I say puck you? That's what I said to them. And I just hung up. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. How dare you guys? I mean.
2: Listen, I just thought of something. A big shout out to my friend, Rachel here, who I'm not going to give all the details, but just completed a very big deal
6: (laughs)
0: that
2: I heard about. Super, super big deal. Congratulations. Uh,
6: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was this very special deal for me. Very special. Not, yes, the money, uh, the price great, but this is more important for me in ways that I can't even explain. My dear friend was looking for a home and the two things they wanted was close to a dog run and an outdoor space. And I found it by the Sailor's Monument on Riverside. You certainly did. Mm -hmm. So it was just this jewel in a rock. It was like a needle in a haystack. It's the best feeling when you find that. Congratulations. But a great broker like
5: you would jump on at the moment it came up and you saw it with the people's – People in mind, it just, it and you so knew much in me. this market.
6: Yeah, that's yeah. the best part of our job when it feels that way. This yeah. is what
2: we do when yeah. it feels right. It feels Absolutely. right. All right. So moving on, Airbnb. This is this is my biggest hot button, especially because <laughs> I do a lot of my deals in condominiums. Airbnb is still causing trouble. The New York State Multiple Dwelling Laws prohibits short-term rentals of property in Class A multiple dwelling buildings for permanent residents. Uh, purposes, which includes most apartment buildings unless a permanent occupant of the apartment is present during the stay, right, no money's exchanged, mm-hmm, or if it stays <laughs> longer than 30 consecutive days, whatever. So why is this still a problem in this town? Why don't people get that they can't do this? They can't do this. So it's not I'll allowed. I'll speak
4: a little bit about this only Please because do. I have a website, leasebreak.com, <laughs> Plus, leasebreak.com, which... um. So we, we only allow rentals over 30 days. When we first started, right. people were posting things for a few days, a few weeks, and right away we realized this is not good. Most of these, if not all, are illegal. So we made it technologically impossible, technically impossible to post something less than 30 days. Um, it, you, the attorney general came out with a report end of last year and said that over 70% of Airbnb rentals are illegal it's it's almost all illegal what's on there. um so you know one thing that we do at leastbrite.com is we make sure the real address is posted on Airbnb there's no address no so how, how do you, you can't even if you're a landlord you can it's hard to find if your place is being rented out mm-hmm. the other thing is we ask the question did you get your landlord's approval we actually ask that question and we publicly display what the answer is Airbnb does not even address that concept no. because guess what if they did it would be a problem because most of yeah. the units are being rented illegally. Um, there are some people that will say, and some, some of you may have differing opinions, like, well, eventually the laws are going to change. I don't think so in Manhattan. And I think you, a lot of you would agree mm-hmm. with me because,
6: no.
4: look, we all want people, if they're struggling we want them to be able to to not struggle to make some money right I mean yeah. we get that hey, sexually, so,
0: it's a beautiful thing it
4: really is, is and, I'm, and I'm with you ivy and me. I and really and I, I really believe in that yeah. the issue is that there are other people in the building that now have strangers coming in and out so there may be a way to work this out mm-hmm. to make it so that it's good for everybody but but
6: not when and, co-ops uh, make up eighty well, percent of the
2: yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting story, but I, and I'm not quite sure that we can ever fix the problem. You know, we need to just erase the problem, let it go away. I don't want to live in a, in an apartment where next door people are coming and going every two weeks, every week, every three days. I mean, if I want to live in a hotel, I'm going to live in a hotel. Right? Yeah. It depreciates, I believe, the value, and especially in condos these days, you have to be very careful because now the diligence. Uh, that attorneys are doing are lo- they 're looking at just this stuff and they 're advising clients don 't do this because this building has some issues with you know potential airbnb stuff i mean they 're not going to go out and 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 name names, but they 're really looking close more closer uh, more closely at this uh, situation it 's not a good one moving on, this is an amusing one for me at the top of the market. Some Brooklyn transplants are doing the unthinkable moving back. To Manhattan, trending back to Manhattan from Brooklyn in search of better deals. Isn't that amazing? In Mm -hmm. search of better deals. I've
5: been saying that for years.
2: Brooklyn real estate prices have become so high that parts of Manhattan are starting to look like bargains. This is really interesting given that just a few years ago the trend was the complete opposite. Why is Brooklyn so attractive? What's going on? I mean, I love it. I think it's hot. Why do you love it? Because it's your answer. because it's different from Manhattan. It's kind of, you know, sort of tucked away. It's got a whole different vibe, a whole different energy. Vince, um,
4: would you agree with this? Because I, I often think about this. There's a certain buyer, and I, I agree with this that likes the feel of the West Village. That mm-hmm. likes the feel of the Upper West Side. Correct. They both have those kind of brown stone old New York feel. Yep. Brooklyn has a lot of that too. Yeah. Yep. So all often if someone mm-hmm. can't find something on the West Village, Upper West Side, we'll wind up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean there so would you agree with that that there is some there's uh, yeah. a charm to it, and There's I think charm. that n- yeah. and I
3: think that the reason why it's trending that way is because, as Brooklyn has gotten you know a little more more and more people have moved to Brooklyn, there have been more shops, more restaurants, oh, so absolutely. it really right. is becoming like the West Village. I think before people didn't want to live in certain parts of Brooklyn because it wasn't as convenient there weren't the amenities no there surfaces. weren't the restaurants yeah. right right now when you have all of those things plus arguably sometimes lower prices at this point, and you've got that amazing charm, why not? I'll right? tell you, the so transportation all cancels
6: all of the charm Agreed. out for Agreed. certain buyers. Yes. Because Absolutely. I have a listing at, at Northside Piers. Uh-huh. The L train is not running for five weekends in a row, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. our open houses are so light. I know people are oh. offering Uber to get people out over to the water, mm-hmm. right? But you know, we don't have an offer in the first two weeks. Yeah. And if yeah. the L train was running, we absolutely would have. Had a oh, ride. absolutely. Or if you
0: live off the G train, forget about it.
7: Ghost train. Ghost yeah. train is awful. Really so there's
6: there's a lot of issues about Brooklyn,
0: and there's yeah. still a whole lot of places mm-hmm. where you got to dodge bullets, man. I mean, it's. It's intense in Brooklyn, but then for these gentrified neighborhoods, well, it's true. My son moved into a loft and got a guy shot right in front of him in the first week. well, really? I mean well, so, you know I mean there's more of this sense. that the wild wild West is way out
2: in Brooklyn still mm-hmm. it certainly is, but it's 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 completely changed, and you know in the past, it was Brooklyn Heights and Park Slope with a right. Centrified, you know, neighborhoods very West Village like. Everybody went to, including myself. I mean, just liking it very much. Now it's all over the place, and neighborhoods here in Manhattan, like the Upper West Side. Uh, have become um, popular again because mm-hmm. they're still a little less expensive than neighborhoods in Brooklyn, and and I find the whole movement interesting. I can't imagine where it's going to go a year from now, or if it continues a I'll year. Tell you, from
6: downtown now. Brooklyn is just hoppy. crazy. It's I was just hoppy. in the, you know the tallest building. We all know what that is. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know the condo, and it's um, on fire. we have an accepted offer, and of course it was. Asking price, not paying transfer tax, you know, oh, yes. and they the can get thing. it out there. Absolutely. But if you look out, it's amazing. what's interesting is you have two lines, right? Your your buyer can pick between two lines. Mm-hmm. One line has development already up, so you know what mm-hmm. you're getting, but you don't have expansive open views. Your second line is a lot line window. Okay, so guys, have, i got to
2: break us right there. I'm so sorry. Have we views, have to go. That is Good line. Morning New mm-hmm. York for this week. We are back next Tuesday morning at 9, 6 a.m. Pacific time. You can always catch the show later in the day on podcast or on our voice our website, voiceamerica.com. For all of us at Voice America, all around the world, thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for tuning in this week. Please join us for another edition of Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Here's hoping all of your transactions are successful ones.